We're naked youths, ladies and gentlemen. I only know three other Berwicks in the world, and I'm pretty much related to all of them, so... <laughs> this, is like being, this is like being on the trading floor in 87. I suppose it's a bit like kissing your sister, you really are. I'm a professional dribbler, so... <laughs> let's, let's do the numbers, Condor. Around the grounds, the Barnsley ball bag. We'll go to the pub. <laughs> Trying to raise awareness for men's mental health and anything that's happening in sport. Please make welcome the Ball and All podcast. James Tiger Woods, Beric Eckerbarts, and the king of speaking in the third person, Steve Condor Condo Condon. So, boys, here we are. We're just about to kick off part two with Brad Smith. Let's talk Socceroos now. You Take us back to the first time you pulled on the jersey and ran out um, to represent, I suppose. What, what what do you consider? Like, obviously, Australia's home, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So Australia's what was that like? Sure. Um, I was at loan, on loan at Swindon at the time and um, Massimo Luongo was there. Yeah. You know who he is. Um, and basically, I got the call up got to go to the Socceroos. I hadn't switched my allegiance at that time because you have to go through a process to sign something and excuse me, um, you have to go through a process and sign and stuff, um, and then it has to go somewhere and come back and it has to clear before you can play. And so I get the call up, I go meet the team. Really nervous. Timmy was in the team that time and um, he was great with me. He's great with the the young players coming in. He wants to help out everyone and he's such a legend, honestly. <laughs> so you bet probably the best a lot, Tim Cahill and that yeah, sort of Yeah, he's great. He's yeah. great. He's like yeah. what you'd want to go in. You know what I mean? Just a proper nice guy, help everyone out. And Did um, you clean his boots? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think you had someone else for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that the so we went there, had a couple of sessions. Um, we had Belgium in Belgium against like Hazard again after that uh, – that terrible game oh, at, at Chelsea. Because <laughs> he was playing on that Chelsea game. So, so was he the one that ran past you in that game? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, not again, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, that that morning I hadn't, well, that the day before I hadn't had clearance to play. So I was spewing. I was like, oh, I'm not going to make it in time. And um, Ange Postacoglu was the manager at the time. Um, we sat down for lunch the day of the game. And he basically stood up in front of everyone and, and said, Brad, you're now, you're now an Australian. Um, and it was it was a great moment, you know. Everyone standing up, clapping, and that was kind of a huge moment. And then that day, that that day of the game, I ended up um, making my debut for the Socceroos. Righto. So, uh, Woody, uh, Brad, just so you're aware, Woody's uh, up at North Stratty. He's a surf coach, um, or that's what he tells us. Uh, and he's looking after the New South Wales team up at Stratty. So he's not actually here, but he. He's definitely uh, frothing at the fact that he's missing out. So he sent in a he sent in a question. So. It's an interesting one. Boys, Brad, just wanted to ask you a quick question. I believe when you make the Socceroos team, you have to sing a song if you're debuting. So if you're a debut Socceroo, you have to get up in front of the team and sing a song. If that is true, what song did you sing and how well did you sing it? <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's very true. Um, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. That's, that's, that's honestly every, sport to, every team I've transferred to, I've had to do. So it's a song. That's your, that's that's your initiation. Yeah, yeah. It must be a soccer thing. I haven't had. Oh, I suppose yeah. There's pranks and other different things I see with the NFL when they do those shows. But mate, what what'd you sing? I sang Eminem without me. Oh, oh wow. yeah. Yeah. Can yeah, you yeah. take us through the first verse? <laughs> <laughs> Give us a little rendition. Yeah. Come on, something. Just do you? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
two <laughs> two trailer park girls go around the outside. Round the outside. Round the outside. I've created a monster because nobody wants to see Marshall no more. They want shady I'm chopped liver. Well, if you want shady, this is what I give you. A little bit of weed mixed with some hard liquor. Some vodka that lumps up my heart quicker than a shock when I get shocked at the hospital by the doctor when I'm not cooperating. While I'm rocking the table while he's operating. You waited this long to stop debating because I'm mad I'm on a rag and ovulating. I know that you got a job, Miss Janie, but your husband's hot problem's complicated. So the FCC won't let me be you. Let me be me, so let me see. Try to shut me down on MTV. Be me, so let me see. Because it feels so empty without me. Oh, yes. oh how good was that? that, that and good. for people at home, he's not reading that. That is completely off the cuff. Well done, mate. I've done it a few times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that your go-to? That's, That's your go-to. go-to. Solid. And, mate, with the bald nut too, did you get a bit of gangster stuff on and come out? <laughs> I haven't done it with my bald head yet. To be <laughs> oh. No, yeah, it's better than... Uh, it's better than singing. You see some people get up there and sing. I'd rather just rap. Mate, that, is, that would have gone off for that. Yeah, they love it. They love it, yeah. <laughs> I reckon that's the best answer Woody's ever got to one of his questions. Shit, yeah. <laughs> that was, but, uh, yeah, no, it's true. Every, every, every player has to do it and you'll get like – so you'll you'll be sitting down for dinner. Um, everyone will be eating and then once you finished, you hear this little uh, little thing, oh, yeah, thing on the cup, like the little noise where you like hit the cup with a spoon and then anyone who hasn't sung, you know it's – it's go time. Mate, you must be so nervous. I'd be more nervous for that than I would be playing, I reckon. 100%. 100%. I'm trying to think what I'd sing. You never close your eyes <laughs> anymore. <laughs> so tell me, um, uh, so that was the intro into uh, into the Aussie camp. What was Ange like? Yeah, Ange was a really different coach, like a great guy, but he was just super like not involved with the players. Um like you would have to go down every morning, you'd shake his hand. Like he was really like stern coach, um, different different than someone that I'd ever have had dealt with. But um, you know, he was a great coach, and he he done done great things for Australia. So, um, but yeah, definitely a different different sort of coach. Like tactically, that's what he's renowned for playing that fast attacking football. Did you find that when you're sitting in a team meeting with Angie, going, "Wow, this is different," or is it pretty much just a, a rehash of a lot of the stuff you've been through already? Yeah, I mean. You, there's not that many types of you know coaches or whatever in football, so there definitely is differences. But um, it's nothing, nothing that I haven't really dealt with. But it was more like the man management side that wasn't was really unique. familiar with. You know, he was just like standoffish. Not many words he said to the players. You know what I mean? Just did he have a relationship like a with the senior players, or was it just he just everyone? He was pretty aloof. Yeah, with. maybe like Timmy and Mille. Um, they were the the old guys, the senior guys, and he probably had a better relationship with them. I mean, he was he was a great guy. Don't get me wrong, and he. It was great for me. Um, just, but just, just different, yeah. yeah just this, I, just in coaching, coaching message. Are you surprised by his success at, um, you know, at Japan, Japan and then not Japan? Yeah, no, too. that's that's because he took them FC what Marinos from like second yeah. last to first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was crazy. What he got Celtic. He's well, I think they had a couple of losses on the trot now, but he's done really well. There he's done really year well. To win yeah, the yeah, title. yeah. Especially because everyone you know wrote him off. It's just the well, they love of, him there now. They love him there now. Yeah. But when he first got appointed, they were like, "Who's this guy?" And it's, yeah, and they would too because you're an Australian. No, I one feel knows like I feel like people when when you're an Aussie, they just don't. I don't know. They just feel like that we don't know anything. Or <laughs> well, we're convicts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you forget that, like, because because we live in a rugby league and union dominated area. We think well, we're the big fish in the pond, you know, because that's the sports we play in. I mean, you know, and around the world. But in soccer, we'd get treated like third-class citizens, really, wouldn't we, around but, but, the world? But how is it in rugby? Because it's a world game. 
Yeah, but it's different because we're we've been number one, number one in the world, and we've won World Cups. We're essentially a, respect, we're, yeah. we're, we've earned that yeah. title. Whereas I kind of feel like kind of what Buff Farnell was saying with the ski world. I kind of feel when you go overseas, you'd be kind of who's this bike from Australia? You'd probably be underestimated, I reckon. Yeah, hundred percent. And you can see you can see what Andrew's done. That they probably thought the same in Japan, and he went there and took that team to to winning it. And now at Celtic, he's successful. So it's you know it's a kind of like you said, it's just like what people kind of think unless you're, you've been proven in that sort of game. When you, when you watch Ange's teams from like an outsider looking in, you can almost you understand what he's going to do and you know how the team's going to play. As a player, does it make it easier to be in that environment or does it make it harder? Like are the standards very – he has very high standards because he expects everyone to, you know – play in this formation and make these movements and this is how we attack and this is how we defend as a group. So is it easier to be in an environment like that or is it harder to be in an environment with such high standards? It, it, I, I think it was easier for me, you yeah. know, because you had high standards and, you know, you always want to produce and I, I just thought personally it was it was easier for me but you can see how some players would would definitely struggle but you knew what you were going to get with Ange and yeah, yeah. you knew how to, how to work it and stuff but he was – when we lose, he would be cooking. He would just sit in his chair at dinner and just not speak for ages. Yeah, he was <gasps> cooking. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's a different coach, but he was a good coach. I suppose when you talk about now Graham Arnold comes in, how does, how does he differ from, say, Ange? I suppose you've already talked about him being a good Aussie bloke, but did you feel way more comfortable in that environment? Yeah, you, de- you definitely, like I said, he just makes it the environment great for everyone around. And, you know, Ange was – just different like i never say anything bad about him it was just a different experience um two different coaches but they you know both had success with australia and you know happy for both of them take us through that qualification process for this world cup because i think we we've sort of we've seen it from afar we kind of get glimpses of it but someone like you jolie who loves your soccer i'm guessing you understand it deeply but for someone like us who sit on the the ring of it (laughs) But take us into those 17 different bloody countries you got to travel to and places that you wouldn't even – got to look on the map to actually find where they are. Um, what's it like travelling into those? Some of those are pretty hostile environments. Yeah. Um, this this, this um, campaign, I only played a couple of games, but the one previously I played pretty much all the games. Um, so I can relate to that more. But it's, it's grueling, man. It's like – especially when I was playing in England, I'd have to fly to Australia, play a game – Two days later, once I've landed, still on English time zone, then you'd play the game, then you'd fly to Asia, wherever the away game was, play that game on a different time zone again, and then fly back to your country, to, to wherever you're playing, which I was playing in England time, then play on the weekend. It was like, Jesus, it was super hectic. You were never on time zones. You would try and sleep when you could. You were on sleeping tablets to try and, you know, just, <laughs> just get some rest and be ready for the games. It's, it's a, it's a grueling, grueling process. And, they try and make it as easy as possible with, with good flights and stuff, but it's still it's very tough. Is most of the stuff private flying you're doing or you've still got to go through the whole airport rig morale and everything like that? or what? When, when you go to meet the, the team, you fly like business class on your own, um, but when they fly from one to another, it's usually private, depending on if they can do it because yeah. um, obviously some of the flights are really long and must cost a fortune, but if, they, if they're able to do it, they'll fly private. It's crazy. Yeah. Like it's just... To do that, like in a, a week, a period of seven days to play yeah. three games in three different countries, like 
Well, it's the, the, the fact that they yeah. can perform that well is is amazing. Well, you've done a bit of travel recently, Jolie. You know what it's like. It really takes its toll. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was also too thinking, like, mate, take us into a, like a mental health aspect of that too because you've got your performance and you're playing, but, geez, you must go into a hole sometimes where you just, you know, like pretty tough, I'm guessing. Yeah. No, it's definitely definitely tough to do it all. Um, the whole the whole game is, is, is quite mental, like, you know, it's it's like we'll talk about four sacrifices and just trying to stay on board and what knowing what you need to do and stuff like that. But that's why you have good good people around you to try and to try and help you stay mentally there. But the traveling and stuff, that aspect of it's it's definitely definitely hard to go in and perform and then go back and, and perform again. It's it's tough. So before we get to uh Barnsley ball bag questions, um you've touched on the better environments you've been involved in. Liverpool's obviously Top of the uh, top of the ladder for you. Uh, where do you rate your coaches? Um, I have to put like all the coaches that I've been under. Mm. Um, I have to put Jurgen at the top. Cloppy. Uh, bit cloppy. <laughs> <laughs> um, where else? Then probably Eddie Howe. I think he was. He's a great coach. That was at Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, what made Eddie so good? He was a really, really good coach. Like he was technically or Yeah, sort of like a Pep Guardiola type of style, like obsessed with the game, like shape, um, tactically. Um and he took their team from League Two all the way to the Premier League. It was pretty outstanding what <laughs> he did in I think five years. So their stadium that we did play at was tiny, like it had like thirteen thousand. So teams like Liverpool play with like 60,000 and come to Bournemouth and play in 13,000, like really close. And, you know, it was, it was... You'd almost hear the sledging, I reckon, from the stands, would you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, Liverpool Liverpool guys would be all right. But, um, <laughs> the yeah, it's, it's it's difficult. But Eddie Howe was, was a great coach and I have to put him up there and he's doing great things for Newcastle now. I think they're like third or fourth in yeah. the table, which is Because they were almost facing relegation. Yeah, last time, year. Weren't they? Last year they were almost relegated. Now they're at fourth place or something, so... He's doing great things there. Um, then probably Brendan Rodgers. Um, he was he was a good coach also. And then probably I've got Wayne Rooney as my coach now, which is interesting. How's that? Yeah, how's, that United? <laughs> how's that experience with him? Like, yeah, I mean, once I, I was there and I got injured and two weeks later he came, but so I haven't really played under him, but he's been great. You know, coming to see me every day and keeping really? me, keeping my head in it, yeah, which is really nice to see because, you know, he's such a big player. And for him to be able to do that, and you don't you know you don't know what to expect from from these guys, you know these huge stars. But you know, for him to come and speak to me every day about my injury and stuff is is massive. You think someone like a Wayne Rooney, who spent a lot of time under Sir Alex Ferguson, Sir Alex Ferguson, great man manager, great with all those personalities in that group at United. Do you think someone like a Wayne Rooney, who played there for so long, has sort of take that into his managerial career? Oh yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. he's been he's been around some of the top top managers in the world and I think just just learning under him not actually playing as what we're playing but also being a coach as well I think he, he takes a lot of traits from him so he definitely is a great coach and you know I can't wait to get back and play for him I want him to get up the back of the bus and tell me some stories crackers. I want to hear what your missus has to say from was it Colleen what's his name what's his <laughs> yeah. missus name yeah Colleen, Colleen. <laughs> oh man because they weren't she in the they were in the press all the damn time weren't they he's they were uh in, yeah He's yeah. <laughs> he's been in trouble a few times. Nah, she oh, she's got no goss. Yeah, <laughs> no. Nah. 
So, coaches, let's we'll come uh, and interview you again in five years' time. <laughs> yeah. really spill the beans. Oh. Let's let's move on to players then. So, uh, rattle off best played with and best you've seen. Um, best I've played with was probably you think it'd be Gerard, but it's probably Coutinho. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, he was. Gerard was a better player, but Coutinho technically was just like, you know, he's like a little messy, like the way he plays and stuff. So, um, technically, he was probably the best player I played with. Um, but Gerard was obviously, you know, the biggest star there is. Um, yeah, but yeah, Coutinho. I'd put. And what about the best you've seen that you haven't played with? Yeah, a guy you've had to come up against, mate, and you just go, oh, shit, here we go. Yeah, well, Hazard still gives me nightmares from that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> from that Chelsea debut. Well, tell me about you as a player. You, you speed's your biggest asset, isn't it? Ability to get up and down the field yeah. bloody quick yeah. on your left foot. Like, what's Eden Hazard got that you go, oh, shit, here we go? Someone, someone like him especially back when I did when I was 19 when I did play against him was you know I'm fast but he's also fast but he's got that technical side as well to him whereas you know I'm more fast than technical so I think just coming up against that and I'm more of a an attacking sort of player than a defending so when you actually have to defend against a really good dribbler or a player it's something I, somewhere I don't want to be it's like the combination of him in his prime then Brad being a young, yeah. you know, a young kid coming into first grade to Premier League, like, yeah. it's not a real great oh. combination. Anyway, like, Hazard hasn't done what he's, like, at Chelsea, he hasn't done that ever since. You know, those oh, couple yeah. of years that he was there, he's kind of dropped off a little bit and then, you know, got a bit slower and stuff. So the combination of when you met him probably wasn't too kind to <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, it like, was. It's not ideal <laughs> like, at all. It's like, like a young hooker coming in yeah, against like, Cameron fuck, Smith. What did I do to right. deserve this? <laughs> So, uh, so last uh, last combo question before the ball back questions. Uh, biggest influences? Well, my wife sitting over there. <laughs> if, I don't, if I don't say yeah. it, she'll probably kill me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, just having a good, uh, a close circle, honestly, of because I, I had a lot of friends that came and, and went, or, or just wanted to be friends for a different for a different reason, and you know, I've kept my circle really close, loyal, and I think those those especially helped me, and obviously my brother the pinnacle of moving over with me. Otherwise, you know, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't have done it without him. So I feel like he's a big factor in it. Fantastic. Righto. Well, uh, Jolie, this is your uh, first up Barnsley ball bag question. So I don't know what you're going to come up with, but you're got off. Anything? I've got nothing really. Right, I'll, I'll, Can you okay. lead me into yeah, it? I'll go. Okay. I'll go. Actually, I'll, no, no, I'll, I'll just ask Woody's question okay, for him. Yeah, you Here you go. Okay. So Woody's away. Um, <clears throat> Woody's a big band man. He obviously asked that question. So usually he'll ask three bands, dead or alive, that you could have. When you play at Century, or where's your ground in DC? It's um, Audi Field. Audi Field, yeah. yeah. Okay, good, so thing you, good thing you said that. I would have forgot. He forgot. No, that's good. <laughs> Save me. It's hard to know. Like, yeah. Every, Save different, me. every different country's man. But all right, you win the comp next year, and Wayne Rooney's out on a tear, and he said, "Boys, we're charging." What are three bands that you're going to have at this nightclub to play play for you? ACDC. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> I feel like ACDC's up there. Like, just has to be there. Um, what else should I put band wise? Probably have Eminem. Gotta have Eminem. Yeah, He's not a band, Eminem. but I've got to have no, Eminem. No, you gotta, you gotta yeah. mix how it up. You know he, what I mean? How was he at the Super Bowl? Oh, that was amazing. What a, what a, what a Dr. Dre. It was man. crazy. Yeah. Especially for like our generation or whatever. It was just crazy to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. All the, all the younger kids were probably like, who are these people? But no, it was great for us. Um, band wise. I think of another one to be honest. That's all right. Let's go to pretty one. That, that, that'll do. That'll Far out. Um, all right. Another one from, I'll get a, get a bit of a woody question. What, 
you've been all around the world. I'm guessing you've been in some crazy bloody places, like, and met some pretty amazing people. Look, like, who's someone famous who's just stood out and you went, holy shit, that's so-and-so? I've met uh, James Bond. I met James Bond. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Daniel Craig. Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. Yeah, I met yeah, Daniel yeah, Craig yeah. one time. I forgot his name. James <laughs> 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 I've had two beers, right? <laughs> no, I've met Daniel Craig one time and we were just in just in awe of him, to yep. be honest. Um, I wanted a photo with him, but I was too scared to ask him and then it didn't end up happening. And now I regret it ever since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyone else just sort of flicks your body? Like anyone in America, I suppose, that you've sort of come across uh, as well? Um, Russell Wilson. I've met, oh, met yeah. Russell, yeah. Russell Wilson a few times and have some photos with him. I made sure I got the photo that time. Is he, he as weird it. as he comes across? <laughs> He's killing you at the moment and you're tipping, isn't he? He's fucking just – he's just terrible. What are you playing, fantasy? Uh, everything. But is he – is he, <laughs> is he uh, is he? yeah, he just – I don't know. He just strikes me as a bit – since he's gone to Denver, he's just a bit He's weird. a little strange and yeah. all the stories coming out about him, like yeah. when he walks out to training, he high-fives fans and stuff. When he walks out, but they're not there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, haven't you been reading, Barnsley? Stop it. That's, that's not the best cool. story. No, I haven't. Can you just <laughs> – okay, so I'm one now the tell out of He's high-fiving f- fans and there's no one there. That is some of the best. That's, That's a training, yeah, yeah. He's running yeah. out and like yeah. acting like the fans are there or something. I don't know if it's his like <laughs> mentals or something. Needs it or. God. Well, I'll tell you what, in a new team, geez, that'd look straight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I you don't know. Do it, would you? you? You spent a lot of time in Seattle, but my take on the Seahawks is they couldn't wait to get rid of him. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I think okay. so. I didn't, but it's so hard when you know guys getting paid forty million dollars in those sports over there. The the money. They have a lot of power. The people have money. So. I'll stand corrected, but I I think the Denver contract will probably go down as one of the all-time greatest fuck-ups. <laughs> yeah, it's a Herschel Walker-esque, I reckon, for yeah. Denver. But in saying that, I, I've always loved Pete Carroll from afar and his energy. Yeah. The blows in his 70s and he still looks like he's 50 with a amount of get up and go. Did you come across him yeah. in your travels Pete at Carroll. all there? No, not Pete Carroll. I never come across him, but obviously, you know, I've been to the games and stuff and, and seen him and watched all his, you know, videos and stuff. Yeah. He's, he seems like a great... Great guy, great coach, but never never came across him. What about in all the change rooms you've been in, the weirdest you know, ritual you've seen from a player? You know, they've all got a <laughs> few weird things going on there. You know, top, you know, they're the top guys. They've got those egos and stuff. Is there just one weird thing you've seen in a change room and you've gone, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> uh, not, not too, nothing too crazy. There's, there's people that pray. There's people that like close their eyes. Um, a lot of them spray aftershave perfume when before they go out, which is crazy to me. What's your go-to there? You, what you, What's my? I don't do it. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but uh, anyone what? that you go, who that was, that's not bad. <laughs> what a player? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, Daniel Sturridge would always smell real good. Smell good. <laughs> 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 <Yes. laughs> there you go. <laughs> but nothing, no, nah, no nah, crazy rituals. No crazy rituals. No. All right. And then teammates obviously celebrate wins and trophies and victories and have good parties. And who's the best bloke you've been out with and turned it on with? Who does it the best? Apart from your well, current that you've coach. heard of. You don't yeah, have, yeah, yeah. Apart oh, from Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had a big night. We ended up, we actually played in the Europa League final. Um, that year I was at Liverpool and we, we ended up losing the game. And we went to this, because you obviously have the party set up, because obviously they take time to set up and that. So, you have the party regardless if you win or lose. Everyone was in there miserable. And um, Jurgen Klopp came on the mic. It was like, just, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he said, like, basically, head out your ass. We're, we're, we're here to party and stuff. Yeah. So everyone, everyone, <laughs> oh, yes. got, everyone got into it. 
that's all time. No wonder they love him. Yeah, and then yeah, there was a f- few drunk players. There was a few <laughs> players that slept outside and <laughs> woke up in the morning, and it was a big night. It was a big night. All right, one coach you'd love to be managed or just have the experience of playing under? Probably Guardiola, I'd say. Why? Hey, because I feel like they have the best players and I feel like he's just a tactical genius. I feel like you could learn so much off him um, and I feel like he could get the best out of any player. Like he, he could make any player reach their full potential. Love it. All right, I've got a couple more for you, mate. Kids question. This comes from my son, Archie, the uh, baby magpie. Um, <laughs> baby swooping <laughs> baby magpie. Baby swooping magpie. Now, mate, juggles record. We're talking juggles. Every kid does it at training. What's your record? When I was a kid and used to do it outside all the time, I used to try and break my record all the time. I've had over a thousand. Over a thousand in a row, no mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, did you say over a thousand? Yeah. Over a thousand. Yeah, I mate, went well, 55. 55. <laughs> That's what I was calling. I probably do Jesus, no, mate. I could probably do a it on thousand. my head. <laughs> you do 55 in your head. <laughs> Jolie, what's your record? 850 something when I was younger. 850 something. Yeah. Kids, what's, yeah. Co- what's Coley's? 22? He's not a juggler. He's not a juggler, Coley. What What would you call Coley? How would you describe him? He's probably the, he's probably the quickest in our league. So he's Coley's the captain of our team. We sponsor him. As soon Coley. as he faces a defender, they just shit themselves. Really? Yeah. yeah he's quick. Gets around him. Okay. Good in one on one. There he is. So like 850, that. and you're a, a north of a thousand. Yeah, I didn't. I kind of like just stopped stopped counting after that. But no, it's just I would have struggled like, to get like that high. Like when you when you're young, when you're young, all the coaches are sa- like that's all you do it. Whatever representative really? training yeah. and all that, they bang, flick it up, juggle, ball mastery, all that stuff. Yeah, I did a lot of that when I was a kid. I had like a coach that came and did like personal sessions and it was a lot of that sort of work. And that's what I'm going to look to do afterwards. I want to… Want to coach? Wanna I want to… Not, not coach in, as in a team. I want to come back and… Individual stuff. Individual, better kids and… Love it. Give, them, yeah. give them the opportunity Jolly, to kind yeah, of… Oh, mate, we've got, we got a spot for you. <laughs> <laughs> we lead in. <laughs> that's, we'll sort that out. Yeah. <laughs> But I was speaking to Coley the other day, and we're going to come back. When I come back, we're going to uh, take Bangalore to the to the, to the title. Oh, so you're, you're you going to you're going to slot into our team? I think so. I'm going to try. I'm going to try and get in. Coley, is that right? We've wow. re- what's our condo? What's our transfer fee? We got to pay? Uh, <laughs> uh, zero. Just a, just, <laughs> just a crate of these lovely beers a week. We don't yeah. have a big budget. We can supply you beers. <laughs> that was beer. my first Trojans contract. Was a carton of beer, I love that. and I don't even drink much. I don't even think I got through the carton. So. Beers and apparel. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> All right, mate. Last ball back question for me. Name your top 11 and your coach. Mm. 11 players? Yep. I want your players, dead or alive. I just want your team and your coach. All right. Uh, goalkeeper, Casillas. I think he's a great player. Le- uh, left back, Marcelo. I think he's one of the best players in my position to do it, just technically. Tell me their country too, because some people I don't know. So I'm trying Casillas to. Casillas is it. Spanish. Yep. Marcelo is Brazilian. Brazilian. Yep. Um, spent all his career at. Madrid. Um, I'd probably go Van Dyke, centre back yep. who's at Liverpool. Maybe like a John Terry, other centre half. Is he Ro- your captain? Probably Van Dyke. Van yeah, Dyke captain. Right. I think he's just a bigger presence. Um, right back, we'll go Alexander Arnold just because I've, you know, he was in the academy and stuff when I was there and I think he's top, top right back and it's crazy what he's doing from that position. So I feel like he's probably the best in the world at the moment. Um, Is he playing four at the back? Yeah. Yeah, four at the back. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I sound technically, don't <laughs> For Gerard, Gerard uh, eight. Skulls in there with Gerard. Poor Skulls. Yeah. yeah. Great player. Um, up front, I'd put obviously Messi, Ronaldo, probably Mbappe. 
as a front three, and then just one more position. One more midfielder. Does Maradona or Pele get a start at all in your team? Too far back. I don't know. It's just, it's hard for us to judge that generation when I wasn't a part of it, you know? Um, Like, I do think Messi and Ronaldo are the best players to ever do it. You think they're better than those two? Yeah. And why? I just think this day and age, it's harder. I feel like back then, it might have been a bit easier. But again, I can't really judge because I didn't watch that much in that generation or whatever. But I do think this day and age, it's, it's a harder competition. And these guys are just putting up numbers that are outrageous. So yeah. I think that they have to be in it. Um, have you, sorry, have you played? Have you played against both of them? Messi and Ronaldo? Yeah. No. On the no. Okay. I wish. Obviously, the soccer is going to be going against Messi. <laughs> oh, the unreal. Which is unreal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've never had the the chance. Never even been on the bench or anything against them. Would have been cool. One more midfielder. What do you reckon, Sean? One more midfielder. One more sitting. Oh yeah, Patrick Vieira. Great job. Nice one. Frenchman. Yeah. Yeah, he's a gunner. Jolly's pumped. He Jolly's loves his pumped. Arsenal. Yeah, All right, is Arsene, is Arsene Wenger your coach or what? Oh, coach. <laughs> <laughs> Better put Kloppy as the coach. Kloppy's yeah. the coach. Kloppy's the coach. Good side, mate. She yeah, takes a meeting. Side. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've got to ask this, mate. Uh, I think I know what you're going to say, but there's a young kid at Lennox Head right now who's sitting in that shed banging balls against it, um, who's got a dream to do what you've, you've done and are still doing. What's your advice to him? I would just say... You know, coming from Australia, don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it. You know, get up and, and commit to it and, and be yourself, be happy, enjoy it. But commit to it and, and believe that your dream is possible with any sport. You know, it doesn't have to just be soccer. But, you know, coming from this country, I feel like people write you off um, a lot, as we spoke about. I feel like just, you know, push through it and, and you can become who you want to be and chase your dreams. Love it, mate. Uh, Condo's got a couple, so we'll just go slowly. But uh, first question is, um, well, first question is about you. So where to for Brad Smith now? Right now, I'm actually out of contract on the 31st of December, looking to stay in the States, but there's a potential return to Australia, to the A-League. We'll see what happens over the next couple of months. It's kind of agents in talks with clubs and, you know, he'll tell me when stuff's concrete and we'll go from there. But ultimately, in the next couple of years, I do want to come home. And, you know, I love love my home here and love this place. And, you know, I'd like to play in the A-League for a couple of years and get the experience here before I, before I retire. Righto. Second question is uh, a bit sort of along the lines of Barnsley's question, a, a young, uh, you know, a young athlete coming out of the North Coast thinks they're a chance. Um, let's say they they take, the first part of your uh, your equation, they move abroad for whatever sport. At 17, 18, when you got your first professional contract and it started to kick in, what were probably the two or three things that, you know, got you over the line of, mm, fuck, I've actually, these are the two or three things I've actually got to do to get there? Good question. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, commitment, honestly, and sacrifice, you, ha- you have to sacrifice those things if you do want to play at the top level. You can't be the one that's going out with your friends, drinking and stuff. You have to be the one that's inside and working on your craft. And at that age, it's so important. It's make or break. And that's probably the biggest thing you have to sacrifice. Like my childhood, I didn't have, you know, the best childhood because I've gone to where I am today. You know what I mean? It's like I missed out on all these things, but I wouldn't wouldn't change it for the world. And that's something that you have to go through to, to be the top of your craft and especially in sports. 
So as a parent, which you've got two boys now and uh, Condo's got two boys still. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, 45. <laughs> but but um, you live and learn and, you know, parenthood's probably the, the toughest job, uh, toughest gig that we get presented. But um, let's just say what sort of advice would you give your kids when they get to sort of 12, 14, 16, 18 after your background? So you've lived it and I've lived a, a very different life to what you've lived and there's certain attributes about my life that I'd go, oh, fuck, I don't really want my kids to go there, as in that pathway or that career. Um, how would you look at that after being a professional athlete? Yeah, um, I'm never going to force my kids to play soccer. Everyone always asks me the question about <laughs> do I want my kids to, to play soccer and stuff. No, I'm never going to force it on them um, just because I was. You know, if they if they become, you know, they want to be like their dad and they want to do it, that's fine. I'll help them do it the best I can um, but I just want them to be fit and healthy and active and I don't care if they play any sport um, but I would like to you know go and watch them do do all these things I hope they're hope they're fast like I am <laughs> <It'll be cool>. <laughs> <laughs> will be a cool thing but nah um, you know just push them on and whatever they want to do and I'm never going to force them to play soccer and have the the career I had um, but if they want to I'm there for them well Brad uh I don't know. I think it's podcast eighty-one for us. Yeah. Uh, so we've done a few, and we've done uh, we've done some amazing athletes. Uh, the ones that bring us the greatest satisfaction, and probably the ones that we really enjoy, are homegrown stories. Yeah. Um, we were absolutely stoked to hear that you were back on the north coast. Um, I haven't seen you since you ran that four by one hundred. <laughs> um, it's been fantastic to have you in the shed. Fantastic story. Um, I think it needs to the story needs to get out there more of what you've done. Uh, I can't homely. believe it's his first podcast, mate. Like uh, I just, yeah, oh, <laughs> mate, you're so humble. It's a credit yeah. to you. You've come back here. You seamlessly fit into the community. No one would even know you're here. Um, it's a credit to you. It's a credit yeah, to your parents 100%. as well, and and your wife and kids. I just think, yeah, you're a class act, mate. So thanks, uh, guys. We, really we appreciate being on, and um, uh, we appreciate the time. Honored to be on. My first podcast to be the ball and all, so <laughs> spread the word, mate. Take that apparel and take it back to wherever you're going, A League or back to the US, and. Uh, have you got really? an extra bigger size for Wayne Rooney? <laughs> <laughs> He's a big head. <laughs> Barnsley, if he comes on the podcast, I'll sort it out. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Cheers, mate. Thank you, guys. Cheers, mate. We don't smoke here. We only set fire through the microphones. <laughs>